0: Reverend Martin E. Pike Jr. wrote the following about an experience he once had in a restaurant. Three minutes had passed since I had taken my seat at the counter. Waitresses passed by me. Two cooks and a busboy took no notice of my presence. My ego was soothed only because the truck driver seated next to me was ignored as well. "'Maybe this counter is off-limits,' I said to him. "'Maybe they're short of help,' he responded. "'Maybe they don't want our business,' I said. "'Maybe they're taking care of those at the tables,' was his reply. The hands on the clock continued to move. "'Maybe they don't like us,' I insisted. "'The air conditioning feels so good, I don't mind waiting,' he said." At this point, a harried waitress stopped to tell us that the water had been cut off and the dishwasher was not functioning. My nameless compatriot smiled and thanked the waitress and left. I did not like him. Three times I had sought his support for my obnoxious attitude, but he had let me down. Only later did I realize that he had chosen to practice what I preach. Whenever we struggle with patience, as Reverend Pike did in that restaurant, as many of us do many times every day, it would be good to reflect on the incredible and awesome patience of God. Yes, as Reverend Pike finally realized, that anonymous truck driver exercised a great deal of patience in that day he was in the crowded restaurant. In all honesty, I will tell you, I have not done as well in similar circumstances. I can identify with the Reverend Pike. And yet, as great as it was, the patience of that truck driver was incredibly small compared to the patience of our Heavenly Father. In fact, if we compared the truck driver's patience to a single grain of sand, then we'd have to say that God's patience is like the whole Sahara Desert drive home this point, ask yourself the question this morning, if I were God, how patient would I be? If you were the Almighty, a scary thought I know, but go with it, and you looked down from your heavenly throne, and you saw your creatures blaspheming your name constantly, using your name and the name of your divine Son as curse words, how patient would you be? you saw your creatures misusing the talents and gifts that you gave them, artists who create blasphemous images and call it fine art, talk show hosts and other celebrities who attack religion, especially Christianity, whenever they have the opportunity, people like Bill Maher, lawyers and politicians who go after little groups like, groups like Little Sisters of the Poor and try to force them to violate their consciences and pay for medical procedures that are immoral, If you saw these things as God, how patient would you be? If you saw your beloved sons and daughters holding grudges against relatives and friends, slandering each other, hating each other, cheating each other, killing each other, how patient would you be? If you saw them burning their cities down and looting honest businesses, how patient would you be? If you saw people whom you created in your image and likeness misusing their precious gift of sexuality through every kind of perversion imaginable, from pornography to artificial contraception to adultery to premarital sex, and marketing it all over the world, how patient would you be? If you created the souls of millions and millions of babies and those babies were brutally murdered in their mother's wombs by doctors who were supposed to defend life and protect it, how patient would you be? You saw your creatures selling the body parts of aborted babies to get rich, like Planned Parenthood has done in the past. How patient would you be? You saw your children doing all of these things and many other bad things, in spite of the fact that you've given them everything they need to know the truth and live the truth. How patient would you be? Not very, Father Ray. That's exactly right. And if we think otherwise, then we obviously don't know ourselves very well. The fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, God is far, far more patient than we can even imagine. Which is actually good news for us, for everyone else in the world. Why do I mention this this morning? Very simply, it's because this is St. Peter's message to us in our second reading today. That passage which we heard a few moments ago is taken from the third chapter of his second letter. He says there, The Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why is it that God is so unbelievably patient? Well, According to what St. Peter tells us in this text, it's because the Lord is infinitely merciful, The Lord wants all of us to be saved. So he patiently gives us every opportunity to repent and to change our lives. St. Peter says later on in verse 15 of this chapter, our Lord's patience is directed towards salvation, the salvation of souls. So it's not a coincidence that St. Paul, who was a good friend of St. Peter, wrote the following when he was talking about his own conversion. This is from his first letter to St. Timothy, chapter 1. St. Paul said, You can depend on on this as worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these I myself am the worst. But on that very account I was dealt with mercifully, so that in me, as an extreme case, Jesus Christ might display all his patience, that I might become an example to those who would later have faith in him and gain everlasting life. The very same St. Paul tells us in Romans 15:5 that God is the source of all patience. From what I've said thus far, that fact should be crystal clear. But the follow-up question to all of this is, will it ever run out? Yes, the Lord's patience is infinite, but if we're in the state of mortal sin, will there ever come a moment when our access to this infinite fount of patience will be stopped? The answer, of course, is yes. Simply put, God's patience will run out for us whenever time runs out for us, which is precisely why St. Peter begins to talk about the Day of the Lord immediately after he gives us this insight about God's patience. He says, the Day of the Lord will come like a thief reminding us that we don't know the moment of our death, the moment when our access to God's patience will come to an end. And so he exhorts us to holiness. Peter says, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. Brothers and sisters, I suppose you could say that the only difference between the saints and the damned is that the saints were wise enough to take advantage of God's great patience. He didn't allow his patience to go to waste. When they needed to repent, they repented. When they needed to go to confession, they did. They didn't put it off. They didn't say, well, tomorrow, maybe. Is it a coincidence that this reading from 2 Peter is followed by this text from Mark's Gospel, which tells us about John the Baptist and his ministry? I don't think that's a coincidence at all those people who were baptized in the Jordan River by John as they confessed their sins, those were men and women who were trying to take advantage of the superabundant patience of Almighty God. While they had time, they reached out to their Heavenly Father seeking His mercy. That same patient Lord, that same merciful Lord, waits for all of us to do the same thing during this holy season of Advent.